Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Venters and Marlon Madden. And yes, 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 we are back with you for another week of the Success Journey Show. Marlon, what's good, bro? How you doing? Man, you know what I always say, I'm living the what? Living, I don't know you, 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 you don't always say that. Don't even try that, man. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you're, you're like uh, progressing and, and moving forward, and uh, yeah, the other yeah, week I'm... was homeward bound. The other week was. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been like, trying to change it up, man. Like I Every always I... say. Like, I know I know what you always say anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I know, but when I listen to them, I'm like, man, I'm always saying living the dream. I don't know why that's, that's the case. You know, you guys know I've been in physical therapy for my shoulder and this weekend my shoulder flared up like crazy and I am like, man, you know, I don't know what's going on. Is this physical therapy working. So I went to long story short, went to physical therapy today and I had another person working on me, this guy. And as he was working on me, I was ex- expressing my pain and he kind of looked at me and he was like, yo, listen, man, um, that pain is may not go anywhere right now. And that's not your problem. Your problem is you, you're the back, your rotator cuff in the back. So the pain that you're feeling in the front is going to stay there until you strengthen the back up. So I, pretty much he was telling me, and I, I'm, he, he didn't say it in these words. He's like, pretty much suck it up and get your arms stronger <laughs> and let's move on with this. I don't want you to talk about your pain and your shoulder anymore, right? So that's yeah, what I, I got from I, that. Yeah, that's what I got from it, man. So he was like, yo, there's nothing else we can do for you for that part. Just get yourself stronger, right? And, 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 and the thing that the psyche, that, that, and here, here's the thing going on in my mind. He's saying get yourself stronger, but he, I'm working out with three pound weights. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's just really messing me up all over right here. So I'm like, okay, you know, I got the message. You know, I'm gonna stop complaining about it. I'm gonna push through. He said, listen, this with icing on the cake. He said, you cannot do any more damage to your shoulder unless it's some catastrophic event that happens to your shoulder. So all the mm. little pain that you're feeling. Just push through it. Just, 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 just work out. Uh, don't you have no excuse unless you're in a sling, unless you had surgery. There's no reason why you cannot be in the gym working out the shoulder. So I was like, all right, you know what? I have no excuse. So I get home and my kids, you know, they're getting ready for bed because I have the physical therapy late. So they came down and they were talking about how they did well in their um, exam, their uh, fitness exam at, uh, at, at school, and. I was like, all right, let's do some, we got, they'll say, oh yeah, we're going to do some sit-ups th- tomorrow. I said, they're going to see how many we can do. I said, let's do some sit-ups now. So they start going and they get to like, they're like 30 and other son goes like 50 and another one does around 40. And I'm like, oh man, I'm, you know what? I said, you know, I could do more than all you guys, right? So I get down there and I said, all right, I busted out like 30. <laughs> 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 so now here's the here's the now here's the devastating part. All right, we all go. And I say, hey, I bet mommy can do more sit-ups than you guys. You know, mommy can't do more than can't do more than me, but she can do more than you guys. So my wife proceeds to get out on the ground. I know this intro is long, but you guys are gonna love it. She goes and she does sixty sit-ups. Oh man! Like oh, here's man. the devastating part, right? 
you know how you like, oh man, I still have more in my tank where I can do some more sit-ups, you know, like maybe I didn't give it all I got. Right? <laughs> Especially after your wife does Especially speak. as my wife beats me, right? <laughs> but I'm like, yo, I was spent. My stomach was cramping up to when I got to 28, 29. I was like, yo, I'm done. So I'm like, man, and then here's the worst part about it. Every last one of my kids went again and they all got higher than me in sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to name this segment Enough is Enough, right? That's Enough is Enough. Enough is Enough. And, you know, this shoulder is, has been messing me up the last six months and, uh, and made me, making me look bad, man. I'm going to look at my kids and my boys in their eyes and be like, yeah, you know, I'm stronger than you. And they just outdid me and sit up. So, yeah, guys, Enough is Enough. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back at it. No complaining. And so any of those that are complaining about your injuries or your, your little excuses that you have, you know, join my bandwagon. Let's just let's just move on. So, yeah, yeah I, had, I had to share that a little bit today. I yeah, to I wanted to tell you that a long time ago to suck it up, but I didn't know how to do it as a friend. So I'm happy this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Oh man, yeah, whatever. Man. Um, you know, last week we talked about the the hurricane that passed through, and especially with the Bahamas, my fellow mm. Islanders. Um, you know, as you saw the results on the news and from the pictures, it tore it up. So my prayers go out to them. Um, when I was in Jamaica, I, well, then Oakwood, um, Oakwood, um, West Indies College, now and Northern Caribbean University, we had a lot of guys out down there, Troy, Yogi, all the names Donovan can tell you. They'll probably be on the show before he is, but, um, <laughs> all those guys down there, um, or the guys that are, in uh, uh, Bahamas, man, our prayers go out to you. And I know we could say speedy, you know, recovery or whatever the situation, but you know it's going to take time because you know Puerto Rico still feeling it, and I and I know you guys got it hard too. Yeah, yeah, it's devastating, devastating. Like Marlon said, our prayers go out to you. Um, glad the storm is past, and that's the hardest. That's the hardest time, really. You know, you go through you go through the the, the process of expectation and preparation, and not knowing what the storm is going to bring. And then after you go through it, living with the results of it, man, and that's where a lot of times when you need the most strength. You know, not just going through it, but on the back end, like all right, now I got to recover from this thing so definitely continue to keep the whole uh, island in prayer we have a great guest with us today like we have always and we hope you guys are really enjoying this marlon once you guys once you give the traveler just a reminder of where they can follow us and where they can listen to uh, previous episodes hey guys i'm gonna be quick so if you have a paper pen write this down right hey the success journey once you go to the success journey it will take you to all our different platforms. Our platforms are, we have a plethora of platforms from Podbean, every, any platform that you can listen to a podcast, we're on it. Okay. Also, we are on 21 The Net. 21 The Net's an internet radio show that you can click onto. Um, once you get the app, download the app and you could definitely listen to us there. Also, we are on uh, Podcoin. Now, if you're trying to look for us on Instagram, our Instagram is Success Journey Show. That's the same thing for Facebook. And also, if you're trying to find us on Twitter, it is success underscore show. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys and all the feedback you guys have been giving to us. But we need to be more interactive. I'm always saying it every week because you can never stop having that dialogue, right? 
And once you guys have that dialogue with us and tell us what you need, we can facilitate those needs and get you guys the premium shows that you guys want. All right. Yep. 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 We can get it to you. Thank you so much for following us these last few months. And like I said, we have a great guest tonight and it's none other than Marky Barnes. Uh, Marky, thank you for joining us today. Hey, everybody, it's Marquis Barnes. Everybody call me Keys. Born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Let's get it. Love it. Love oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, she's ready. She's ready. Hey, um, listeners out there, I'm going to tell you something. Um, so we were scheduled to go to um, Nebraska um, to actually go to her foundation. She does a basketball camp every year. So we're supposed to go down there. But however, our wives intervened. And they had something planned. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted to do a live show with her, with her because she is doing some great things um, when it comes to the space of basketball, teaching people to, you know, be better than they are right now. And all these different things, it's not just basketball, it's just a life lesson that she's teaching out there. And mm-hmm. we are happy to have her on today. Happy to have her on today. Can you give us a little bit more about you're born in, um, in Nebraska. Uh-huh. Um, now, what was life like? out there when you were growing up? Um, Omaha, Nebraska. So for me, uh, my mom kept us pretty um, guarded or sheltered. However, um, my mom did everything that she could to provide for us. Um, And, you know, and I I love my mom to to life. And she, um, we weren't the the richest. (laughs) I definitely wasn't born with a silver spoon on my mouth. So I was the oldest of four. And I, you know, helped my mom a whole lot when it came to my siblings um, because she was working full time and going to school um, to, you know, further her education. So, um, you know, for me, Omaha, I love Omaha. Omaha is a beautiful city. Um, I mean, of course, we have bad things that happen here, but um, really, I think it's just the company you keep, to be truthfully honest. So. No, love it, love it. So, so you in Omaha for growing up, and you still in Omaha, Nebraska. Yes. Give Mm -hmm. us for those that don't even know where Nebraska is. Give us, (laughs) give us, give us a little bit. Put us on the map. Yeah, put us us on on the map. map. It's the middle. The middle of the map. That's all you need to know. It's literally in the middle of the map. So if you was look on the map and you see Nebraska, we're clear. We're on the edge of Nebraska, and you'll see us there. Um, So it's is that where they taped the Wizard of Oz? You know, I have no idea. But I think they said it was in Kansas in that movie. Oh, that's so. right. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm off. I'm off I know, right? He's, oh, He's all jacked up. It's, okay. it's all good. I mean, we've been mentioned a couple times in a couple movies, but <laughs> have they actually been here filming those movies? I highly doubt it. Barky, we were talking about that before we got on the show. We were talking about the only reason why I know where Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska is, is because I watched Belly. Oh and uh, when uh, <laughs> when when Method Man came out there, I went dolo from state to state, and old boy was in there. There's like, is this the uh-huh. illest in Nebraska? And um, <laughs> we mentioned that in Power. I don't know if anybody watched Power there. And like, don't judge me. I watched Power, and uh, Dre mentioned on uh, Nebraska. Nebraska, that yeah. Potential over there. So yeah. you know, you get some shout outs. You get some shout outs. Yeah. 
No, he kind of did us wrong, though, because he said he didn't want to be the only light-skinned with tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Little do people know, like, I love Nebraska to death, and I, I love my people to death, but if you were to travel outside, like, for instance, case in point, we went, when I was in high school, we went to a black college tour, and we were we went to Clark Atlanta, and it was probably about 30, 40 of us that went. Mm. And we went to the <laughs> store. We went to the store. Mind you, it's all, you know, black. And um, they asked us where we were from. We was like, Omaha, Nebraska. And they was just like, what? They said, you the whole population? I'm like, no. <laughs> you took all the black people. Right. 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 Like, no. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> they just think of cornfields and things like that. But we actually have a city here, you know. So, I mean, we have one, we have the world's greatest boxer here, you know, Terrence Crawford. Hey, you know, and hey. Hey, talk about it, man. Old Buddy Crawford. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, we have up-and-coming um, uh, boxers here, too. Uh, uh, Steven Nelson, he boxes. He's pro also. He's with uh, Bud and them camp. And, okay. And um, not too long ago, um, uh, J. Cole produced a movie out of Omaha. Um, and I believe his name is Sally Trotter. He, he also... Um, was in that movie and it was about Omaha. So, so wow. yeah, actually, it's on Stars right now. Love so, it. Okay, you yeah. certified. Okay, <laughs> we're we, we gonna, we gonna take your part. You there we certified. go. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta represent. Yeah, yeah, you go. So, so tell us, growing up, what are some of the activities that you found yourself getting into that kind of um, carried over into your adult life and the things that you're doing now? Honestly, um, for me. I played a, I was a tomboy, so I hung out with a whole bunch of, of boys and, you know, I jumped fences, climbed trees, I did hit backflips uh, back and all that. Mm. But, um, you know, my mom, like I said, my mom, she really didn't have the funds to really put me into basketball to play organized basketball. So I actually had to wait until I was in the seventh grade because at that time um, it was free or it still is free, but. You know, seventh grade, you play organized basketball. And, you know, I had a chance to play then. That's when I really started. But for me, um, we weren't rich. But when my auntie took us to Tris, we did get to go with her. So that was a big, that was a lot of fun. We went to Colorado a whole bunch of times. Went to Chicago a whole bunch of times. Um, went to St. Louis a whole bunch of times. Um, so, so, yeah. Nice. Mm. That's how you get your so, exposure. So you get an exposure, you're doing this thing. Um, what, what were you thinking about doing basketball as a, you know, going to the farthest you could do with basketball or how, Honestly, what, was your, what was your sights on? Yeah, like for me, I didn't, like I said, I didn't pick up a basketball. I've always played street ball, but I've never played basketball, uh, organized basketball. So when I got to the seventh grade, they was like, all right, get to the baseline. And I'm looking around like, uh, what's the base? <laughs> what's the baseline? <laughs> you know. So, um, then then that's when I realized it clicked in my head. Like, dang, like I'm far behind, and I need to get, I need to get together. Like, I've always watched, uh, you know, Ellen Iverson growing up. My mom, we didn't have cable, so I got to only, I got to watch a little bit of NBA on basic, on basic TV. You know, mm. so I got to watch a little bit of Steve Nash play. 
uh, when he was with Dallas and I got to watch Ellen Iverson when he was with the Sixers. So, you know, Ellen Iverson to me was the GOAT. So mm, yes, I always, yes. that's how I um, learned to really, really love basketball. I had pictures of him all over my walls because I was just like, man, he's tiny like me. And, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. You know, and I always told myself, I'm going to be the first woman in the NBA. Like, I was extremely motivated at that point. And um, <laughs> I, I got to uh, uh, high school. You know, I played uh, my seventh grade year, played my eighth grade year. Um, I played on a B team in my eighth grade year. I was like, dang, I'm not good enough yet. You know, B team for me was the bad team. So, so, you know, it was a bad team. So I got to uh, high school and I made freshman A and I was just like, eh, you know, like this is not good. You know, this is not good enough for me, you know, and, um, you know, big shout outs to um, Bill Gaines. He he helped me with my jumper and my form mm. and you know all that. And I I practiced before and after practice. Like I was on the grind for real. Like it was to a point to where I got in trouble at the age of sixteen. My mom actually tried to whoop me for this. This is funny. So I hope she listens one week. <laughs> <laughs> but my That's mom tried. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so my mom tried to whoop me at the age of 16 because I was outside past the streetlights. You know, back then mm-hmm. we had to be inside before the streetlights. Now kids, you know, kids, they, they could be out as long as they want to. But for us growing up, we had to be in by the streetlights and I was out past the streetlights. And mind you, I was literally across the street um, in an elementary, at an elementary, just practicing playing basketball you know so i took that whooping or whooping like a g you know it didn't hurt <laughs> <laughs> did, she come up, did she come with the house coat with yeah no no she met me at the door with all that yeah so <laughs> you know it definitely didn't hurt at all you know we still talk about that story to this day and um you know i, I just remember walking in there with my basketball my mom waiting for me at the door and i'm like oh here we go She's like, you know, you're not supposed to be outside the streetlights, and you know all this extra jazz. And my siblings, they watched the whole thing, and they were sitting there laughing. And I'm just like, okay, this is hurting her more than it's hurting me because this is not hurting at all. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, so you know, it was, it was, it was worth it. It was definitely worth that wolfing that did not hurt, but. You know, but uh, after that, <laughs> after that, you know, I just, like I said, I just went on a grind and just became extremely motivated. And, you know, I carried that. And, um, you know, when I graduated, I did have a basketball scholarship. It was a half scholarship. And then at that point, I felt like I got too cocky and too into myself. And I um, bypassed it. I just was like, eh, I don't want it. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm worth more than a half a scholarship. You know, I got way too cocky for myself. And mm. I just disregarded it. And, um, even even after that, even after I graduated high school, I went to uh, a community college, whatnot. I, I was, you know, I got a chance to um, scrimmage at Grace University, and they even offered me a scholarship. And at this time, at this point, I was twenty one, twenty, um, and I had um, and I had just had my daughter, and they wanted me to come, and I was just like, yeah. No, <laughs> you know, well, actually, no, I, I like, no, I didn't, I didn't have my daughter with Grace. I had my daughter when I got an opportunity to do it again for another school because I got opportunity to do it two more times. And I was like, no, you know, but now, you know, me coaching high school basketball, too, 
you know, I just use my story to hope, you know, hope it helps somebody else and use my stuff, you know, my trials and tribulations as a blueprint for them, you know. So I'd rather me, you know, I'd rather it been me than somebody, you know, now that have a whole bunch of potential and, you know, mm-hmm. disregard that the opportunity for themselves, you know, so. Wow. 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 Yeah, you know what's crazy when you're telling that story? So I never, ever, and I, Please, audience, don't think I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I'm a fat, whatever you call it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just straight masculine. But you never really hear a woman like, yeah, I had, the, you know, you know, we always hear the guy on the street that he was nice and he, he, he wanted to sell drugs or he was nice but he didn't have the grades or all the different stories. And mm-hmm. coming from a, now, you're hearing it from a female's point of view, saying, yeah, I had opportunities, but I, a, I got, I was cocky. B, uh, um, I reached to a point where I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it no more, whatever the situation is. But, mm-hmm. you know, th- that is true right now, what you're saying, that you can be a testament to other females, or not just female, female males to say, hey, I had these opportunities that because of X, Y, Z, I didn't mm-hmm. um, presume. I want to show you or take advantage of the opportunities you have. That mm-hmm. is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because who knows? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yep. I was like, who knows it? You know, the half to turn to a fool. So, um, yeah. it's, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm thankful. You know, I've never been the type of person to say I regret anything because if I regretted anything, then I never would have been the person I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm all for, you know, of course, going forward, I don't want to go through anything that was my fault, you know. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, with my past and stuff, it just made me who I am. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm thankful for that, you mm-hmm. know, to show that I've made it through. You know, Absolutely. So, so I, I want to ask you a little something a little bit more on that, you know, because I think there's a lot there's a lot more into it. And I want other the travelers to hear is, you know, when you were saying no to these opportunities, were you anticipating other opportunities to come or were you just like, nah, I'm I'm just good. I don't want to play anymore. Um, really, it was more so, and this is me, I'm a huge procrastinator. I've I've learned to, for me, I I do very well under pressure, (laughs) but, um, and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was the one that always had to turn in my assignment at, you know, I had to be in at midnight. I was on my computer at uh, 11 o'clock and I submitted the assignment by 11.59. So that was always me. But, um, you know, for me, it was just so, like, it was just, I wasn't consistent. Like, I wanted to do it. I had the, the grind to want to do it. But I just, like, I just didn't do it, you know. And it's just like, when I look back at it now, it's just like, I didn't do it because I didn't stick to it and get things done like it was supposed to be handled, you know. Now, the one, the first one that I got right out of high school, that was definitely me. I was definitely like, no, <laughs> you know, like, I'm better than this half a scholarship type thing but um the other opportunities you know i had one you know i had my daughter at that point so it's like you know i'm gonna have to travel with a baby and then um the other one i just didn't stay consistent you know i just didn't um do what i was supposed to do because the athletic director even reached out to me and all and i just Mm. i just failed to do it yeah. Um, that's what that is. There's no excuse for that. I just 
didn't come up on my end. So it was my fault again. So, yeah. so, yeah. so tell us about your, your journey into coaching from that point. Yeah. So, um, at that point I actually, so we see now I got to get my ages together. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, I know, I know right. it. Um, <laughs> at this point, uh, I got a chance to, my, um, I got a chance to coach. I was more so volunteering and helping. Um, I got to coach my sister um, at Burke High School. You know, I was an assistant JV coach, and I got to help a little bit with that. And that kind of exposed me to coaching, and I kind of fell in love with it. And then I also had an opportunity to coach at an elementary school here, Dodge Elementary. Um, and um, uh, um Crystal Simpson, who was the principal who, who passed away, you know, may she rest in peace, but she gave me the opportunity to to help coach um, with my god brother Marcus, and we got a chance to, to uh, you know, coach the young ladies, and that really got me going, like, oh, yeah, I really like to do this, and then it kind of, like, disappeared. Like, I didn't do any more coaching at that point. At that point, then, that's when I started to get into the corporate world, but... Um, when my son was born, um, about whew, six years, well, five years ago, I had a chance to um, um, coach um, a club team, a basketball club team, mm. um, and these and the girls were seventh and eighth graders, and actually, um, I got to actually follow them to high school. I had the opportunity to coach high school with them, and I ended up coaching at the high school they were at, so I got to watch them play from seventh grade all the way up until they graduated just this, this past year. Wow. Um, so, you know, and you know, I'm here again, I'm about to be in my fifth, se- my fifth season at Northwest high school. And, you know, I just thank God for the opportunity to be able to continue to do that. Um, Cause trying to juggle um, the foundation, the keys foundation coaching, being a wife, you know, taking my kids to their events and, Working a full time job is, is kind of crazy, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, I but yeah, you. I hear you. So, you, you mentioned the Keys Foundation. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that. How, when did that come about? Come about, and, and what um, is it? Honest, honestly, the Keys Foundation. You will not believe when I tell you this, but the Keys Foundation is only two and a half years old. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Um. We started, it started, um, 2016, 2014, it was just a thought. I put it on Facebook, like, not so long ago, and I was just like, um, Keys Foundation, that's when I came up with the name, like, Keys Foundation, um, you know, it's going to have this rec center, classrooms, you know, uh, basketball gyms, like, I had listed it all out, speaking into existence on Facebook five, almost five years ago, and then I kind of knew you know, that was my purpose. Um, and I was just like, mm, you know, I don't know. Like, we'll just keep doing what I need to do here, pay my bills and stuff, you know. And then um, in 2016, I got an opportunity to work at an, a, a, an a insurance company. And I started there. And right when I started uh, right in training, it was in 2016, May of 2016, I was just like, Man, like my chest hurt. I don't know what the heck is wrong with my chest. Like it, it uh, it hurts when I laugh. It hurts when I uh, cough. Like I don't know what's going on. 
So I was just joking around and I was just like, hey, maybe I should go to the hospital. What's y'all think? And I just started laughing. And they just like, no, you should probably go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and um, they started hooking me up to EKGs and all this stuff, right? It was oh, the boy. craziest thing. I was there in the hospital for almost six hours in the ER. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, dang, like, what's the heck going on? Like, mind you, like, I wasn't like freaking out, but I was just like, dang, like, they not really telling me anything. And they make me do all these blood drones, you know, and all this extra stuff. And they're not telling me anything. And then finally, they, they put me in a room. My mom finally got there. You know, she was in the room with me. She's, you know, as cool as a fan. And I think that's where I get that from that first that trait but um we was both just chill in the in the er waiting for the doctor they finally come in and they just like yeah so you got a quarter size mass in your top lung on your right Mm. okay like what (laughs) you know and the crazy thing about it is right before i walked into the room just because after they uh because they had gave me a, I had to do it like an MRI and an X-ray and all that stuff. So when I was walking back to the room, it was an X-ray of some lungs, and you could see a mask. And I was just like, hmm, I wonder who's that is. You know, not knowing it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not knowing that it was mine. So when they told me that, I was like, oh, okay. So I put two together, like, oh, that was mine. No wonder. You know, so um, they couldn't really tell me anything, and they made me, you know. Um, reach my talk to my um family doctor or whatnot it's just like you know your, your blood count and all that is real good so we don't we just don't know what it is yet so i finally go to the follow-up and um i talked to the lady she gave me she told me um you know what she wanted to do and all this stuff and you know and then it became a waiting game you know they had me do some tests some more tests and stuff like that and i had to wait so when I waited, I kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting. They finally called me back. This was probably like after three weeks after my uh, checkup or whatever. And, and they and I had <laughs> missed the call. So I tried to call back and they couldn't really give me any information because my doctor had left. Mm. So I'm like, oh, and it was a weekend. So I'm like, Life oh, y- y'all can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know something. Like, yeah. you gotta tell me I'm not about to just drop dead in like two days. That's all I need. To know, I think. <laughs> but um, you know, they they uh, she just told me as much as she could. She's like, you know, uh, I don't think you have anything to, you know, they couldn't do like the hippo laws and stuff like that, so she couldn't yeah. tell me anything. But she's like, I don't think you, you know, she said I can't really say much, but um, you know, I would. I would say you could just wait for your your doctor to call you. And at that point, I was just like, mm, okay, so it must not be like bad type thing. So when I finally talked to her on Monday, she told me, she said, yeah, it's just a mask. And she was like, you want to know what's crazy? I don't know how we found this out, but in your mask or in your x-rays, it actually shows one of your spleen as well. So now I got I got two. I got one in my mask and I got one in my spleen. Oh, and, wow. And um, she's like, yeah, we just, you know, we don't know how that was caught in the MRI, but it was. So we've seen it. She said, but it's not cancerous or anything. It's just going to sit there in your body and it could disappear. It could get bigger. It could just stay there for the rest of your life, you know. And at that point, I was just like, wow, like, that's crazy, you know. Mm. But um, and then at that point, I, I went to church and I was just like, man, like, I need to figure out 
what my purpose is here you know like god put me down here for a reason and i gotta figure out what it is and i made a vow to god i was just like like leave the split leave like leave the mass in there like i don't know what it is just leave it there you know mm. and i told god like just leave it there <laughs> you know like if i'm gonna be serious about walking in your will like that's that's how I'm gonna show you how serious I am, type, you know. So, um, so I, you know, I was like the Keys Foundation, like, oh, I'm gonna do the Keys Foundation. Hey, everybody, it's Ricky here, and I really hope you're enjoying this episode. Hey, did you know that you can actually get paid for listening to this podcast? <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. See, Marlon and I discovered this free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Seriously, just go to PodCoin app and use the invite code Journey. You'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use my code. That's 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use the code Journey. Listen, we appreciate all that you do, and let's get back to the episode. Peace. In. Mind you, here in, in Nebraska, Nebraska is a, a football state, and yes. we have we don't have a huge um, dialogue when it comes to women's sports. Like you hear a lot about men's basketball here, Creighton, UNL, right. and stuff like that. But when it comes to the women's side of it, I feel like we just get put on the back burner, just like with the WNBA. And as a kid, I've always been the hoo-ha, you know, equality when it comes to sports and stuff because I was so passionate about it. But um, anyway, I had uh, wanted to do a women's league because we haven't had a we had a women's league, um, and I just wanted to do a women's league here. And I asked one person to do a women's league with me, and um, that person was just like, "Yeah, I want half of everything." I'm just like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like no. Like I'm the one that's out here doing the advertising and stuff like that. And I'm not even trying to do this for money. I'm just trying to provide. Some, I'm just trying to provide a service for us ladies that still like to play basketball. So that was just like absolutely not, you know. And yeah. um, I went to uh, I went to Northwest because at this time, uh, this all happened in 2016. I'm at Northwest High School, and I had talked to the the former head coach and he was just like, won't you just have it here? And I was like, Oh yeah. So, you know, and that's when the women's league was born. That's when I actually started the women's league. And, um, I started putting out postings about, um, signing up for the women's league and go and so forth. And, um, people started to sign their teams up and I was like, Oh, bet. You know, so we started in December and, um, I was like, this is for real. So when I finally seen the come, like, mind you, like I never ran a, a women's league before. None of that stuff. I just learned from the leagues that I played in and YouTube, like, and reading. <laughs> YouTube like, again. Like, for real. You, I was a straight A student for YouTube University. Like, I just try to learn as much as I could because I want this to be something great for us women to play. Cause we, there's women here that still love to play basketball and there's still, there's women here that even plays overseas still. And, okay. um, so we started the women's, I started the women's league. We had 18s, which is a great amount of numbers for a women's team, for a women's league. And, um, we started and, you know, I haven't looked back since. Like now we're in our 10th session. 
Um, and it's been on and going. And, you know, this is our, uh, it's like I said, it's our 10th session and it got to be something special. So I'm going to try to do something special for the women that's in the, the women's league. And, you know, through these 10 sessions, I've still only been the, the women's league here in Omaha, you know, and it's just so crazy that you can just Google men's leagues in Omaha and you can pull like six or seven. But if you pull up a women's league here, it's only the Keys Foundation women's league. And, mm. and that's only in the, in the surrounding cities also, you know, so um, that's when the Keys Foundation was born. That's when I went out and got my articles of incorporation and stuff, <laughs> excuse me, and uh, articles of incorporation and stuff like that. Um, to have it as a nonprofit and things. And that's when the, the foundation or the women's league was born. So going into year one of the women's league going in, uh, it started in January and then that October, my mother-in-law came up to me and was just like, Hey, so do you uh, want to, to uh, do something for our community and her neighborhood? And I was just like, Sure. So that's when I started doing basketball camps. I started doing free basketball camps for communities, for that community, um, Gift for Park. And I did an hour. All I asked them to do was just donate canned goods so I can donate those to the San Francis house. And um, I did that. I did four sessions for the month of October. And then, mind you, going into the next year, that's when I had an opportunity to bring Allison Hightower for the first time and um, she did a basketball clinic and it was amazing like I had so much fun and so then at this point we had the women's league I had did a one basketball clinic and I had did uh, basketball camps and then going into to uh, year two you know I did the basketball camps again for Gifford Park and then going into year three you know I did now I have partnered with the Boys and Girls Club and I had a chance to do basketball camps for them. And, you know, I did basketball camps for uh, Gifford Park still. Uh, Allison Hightower came back for the second year and I'm still running my women's league and I just have so many more things I'm, I'm going to add and so many things I want to do to try to continue to put um, basketball, you know, put that, put women on the, on that platform. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. So yep. it's just like um, that's that's what the mission is about: is cultivating women's awareness um, for sports and women's sports and using basketball as that platform. Like, you know, I just want people to know that women can play just as hard as men, and young ladies can ball just as hard as young boys. You know, that's the truth. Young that's men, you know. So it's just you know, I just I understand that. I understand the numbers when it comes to the NBA, WNBA, as far as pay and stuff like that. But I, I truly feel like women are still not getting the respect that they need, you know. And when those salaries numbers came out <laughs> about how much they got paid, it's just like I get that they only pay like 32. They play only 32 games, but like. Sixty-two thousand, or sixty, yeah, sixty-two thousand is it for like one of the top players? Like that didn't understand. It makes sense to me, you know. So it's just like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's how the foundation started. Is just u
trying to pursue it. So wow, wow, thank you, a um, key. I, I feel so I feel so comfortable with you now after hearing that story. Now I want to just call you Keys. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I I witnessed a great win the other day um, when Lisa Leslie won the you know she won the big three with you know she had ISO Joe. But mm-hmm. they won. They won the big three, and I saw her sit in the middle of that table, and the admiration those guys had for her, and when they were just telling all their stories and how she was just saying how she connected with them, and they were playing around, and you know, and they were saying that she was tough, and then she was talking about, they're like, hey, what did she say to you when this happened? And they're like, oh, we can't repeat that because what she said was not something for TV. You know what I'm saying? So a lot mm-hmm. of guys, they, a lot of people in general, they look at females is just all their female player and i could tell you from experience you know uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a good experience because ricky keep on saying my son gets all his basketball acumen from his mother because mm-hmm. she plays basketball i would want to differ on that but um I, I, I want you to explain <laughs> i i heard you say alan iverson was your and i know i, I can see that you're a go-getter you're a person that's gonna Leap, do leaps and bounds to get to put women on that platform. Can you just just like how you spoke it into existence in in um five years ago on 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 on, uh, on, on Facebook? Facebook. Mm-hmm. I want you to go ahead and speak some stuff into existence. The leaps and bounds that you're gonna bring. What you get, what you have planned. You know, in just in your thought of what how you're gonna get to those that platform. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, just this past May, I had the opportunity to go to an ESPNW summit, and that. it was so dope. <laughs> like, it was so dope. I was so scared. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've never been to, I never traveled by myself, I should say. Like, I've traveled a lot. Um, I either had my husband with me or my kids, but I never actually had the opportunity to travel by myself. So, I traveled by myself for the first time at 32 years old and I got to go <laughs> I got to go to New York and um the big New York City. Yeah. And I got to see Times Square and I read the I rode the subways like it was so dope. Did you have but, the pizza? Did you have um, some pizza? That's they, the main question. Oh, I didn't even get in a, I didn't even get any pizza. Oh, you didn't go to it New was York. From, uh, I was you didn't there go to New for York. my birthday. Yeah, I ate a steak. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah, I plan on going back next year, but um, but just starting there, like I met so many people from ESPN. Like I shook hands with so many people. Uh, Shanae, she she was gracious enough to give me a shout out or to give a shout out to one of my friends who's a huge, who a huge fan of hers, and she did that. Um, and I just thought that was so dope. But I think really just rubbing shoulders and being in the right the right place at the right time and you know just coming out my comfort zone like for me i'm a true introvert at heart so um I'm, that. i am like i, am I saw that haircut i saw that haircut oh yeah you did yeah yes uh, that was that was step one <laughs> but, <laughs> that was step one <laughs> i'm coming out outside of my comfort yes but um um but yes like I don't know. Like I, I'm sociable. I'm real sociable. Um, but by the time I get home, I am like exhausted. Like I, I feel like I done ran like 15 miles and I just need to go to sleep and I just got to recharge, you know, but, um, you know, I had to actually force myself to shake hands with people and talk to people because at the end of the day, 
this can bring something back to Omaha, you know, and um, I got a chance to meet the lady over at ESPNW and um, I got to meet her. She's a great lady. I got to meet the um, the owner of the Washington Mystics, Sheila Johnson. Oh, my God. Okay. Like her mind is so sharp. Mm. Oh, my gosh. She's so sharp. And I was extremely motivated when I heard her speak. And I was just like, that's you know, that's the the road to go, you know, and, um, you know, and I don't know, like for me, I, I just shaking hands with the right people and learning all that I can learn. And, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, bring a, a semi pro team here or to build one and have them travel. So I, you know, that's the next step for me is to, to form a semi pro team and have them travel. Oh, you know? wow. Um, yeah, that's in my year, uh, next year <laughs> like honestly uh i had the opportunity the lady that's over it in dallas she texted me and was just like are we gonna start this team this year and i'm just like mm. hey don't procrastinate hey don't don't let that pressure get before you do it. i know it i know it i know it you know i was just like man like i just wanted to be the dopest thing like for me i'm such a perfectionist and it and it hurts me to my core that i am because I'm a, I'm my worst critic when I do when I am, and yeah. um for you know for that it's just like I just want this to be so dope for the women, and I don't believe in quantity. I just believe in quality. Everything that I do, it has to be quality. Like that is that is the standard. Like, and I do not go beyond that standard. Like, I, if I can get a, a professional photographer to do something, I'm gonna have a professional photographer. If I yeah. can get a professional videographer to do something, I'm going to have a professional videographer. I can do my own edits and stuff. So I do all that. But I can't do videography and all this all at the same time, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have people that do that for me. But, you know, like I said, I just want this to be the greatest experience for these women. And, you know, I don't try to make a book at all when it comes to the women's league and any of the things that I do with the foundation because for me it's just coming out of my heart like all this is passion that's coming out and I just want the best for us women and the young ladies because at the end of the day um my daughter you know I, I pray that I'll be able to pass it down to my daughter and she can take it you know yeah. and just go from there I just wanted to continue to cultivate and to continue to go grow you know and um i don't know like for me that is definitely the biggest things is um taking these trips to new york um i had opportunity to go to california but i can't because of schedules but um but yeah definitely next year i'll be back in um new york for espn and um they they just sent me an email uh two days ago <laughs> to, to wow. see if i was coming and then um you know go to dallas to um talk to the commissioner of the the uh, developmental team for the women's league there um and then just get the, de the details on that on that, what i what all i need to do to start that process and you know like i said like i just this is all passion and that's the only way i can do it is by coming outside that comfort and not being a hermit you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah yeah, if you got if you got to cut your hair, if you got to cut some more off, I don't know if your husband gonna love it, but cut oh. some more off and, and go. How oh did your husband like that haircut? Oh, let me so let me tell you about that really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Oh, all, me and my husband, we've been in each other's lives since 1920. I was 19, he was 20 years old. So this whole journey that I'm talking... I was like, what the... No, I was 19, he was 20. I know. I keep forgetting. I can't say it together because people think I say 1920. You're like, you're not the only one that said it. So anyway, throughout the journey... um. My husband's been there, you know, and so he's seen, he didn't get to see the part of me graduating, but we met after we graduated. And um, he's seen me, you know, continue to take these steps and get outside my comfort and stuff like that. And he's been my biggest backbone, you know, like mm. he's been my huge supporter. And I am so thankful for that because, you know, you need that person to root you on. Like, even though you can be a self starter, self motivator, you know, whatever have you, you still need that person that you can just lay your, you know, your head on their shoulder and they can mm. continue to push you through, you know, and literally, yeah, literally, you know, <laughs> when I started the, like, I've never been the computational person whatsoever, but I, I heard my first like disagreement in the women's league when I had first started. Um, it was probably like going into the, the end, it was going to like in the championships and, and, um, uh, a young or a woman didn't necessarily like the rules and stuff that I put together, and you know I was just like, uh, you know, like I don't know what to do. Like in my head, I was like I don't know what to do, but you know I had to stay stern to what the rules was. You know I couldn't bend anything, you know, because it's just like these are the rules that were sent, and these are the rules that we got to stay by. And you know I took a step back after that women's league. I'm just like, dang, like why am I doing this? Like. Why do I need to do this? Like, why is this, why is this all on me? Because then that's when I start to feel the pressure. But, you know, with my husband, he's just like, you know, just keep pushing forward. Like, you're going to have that. You can't make everybody perfect or you can't make anything perfect. You know, you can't make everybody happy. And, you know, he and I've learned that from him, like, because he's just because he know how I am. And I just like I've always been the people pleaser type person. And he's just like, you can't please everybody, you know, mm. so you're going to have these things, you know, so you just got to. Learn to deal with it, you know, and and go go along with your day because that's just taking too much energy from you, you know. And you know, I've always had long. I didn't. I want to say long hair, but I've always had um, long enough hair to have flat irons and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, I want to cut my hair, and he's just like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna cut my hair. <laughs> he's like, no. And then um, uh, he said that the whole time and. Like a month ago, now I cut my hair off, and he was just like, mm. "You look good with that." I'm like, "Thank you." See? <laughs> not, not, not just, not just the. And we're, they're gonna see you in the picture. You, you kind of did that, 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 that. You, yeah. You, I, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah, you know, I, I'm telling you, like for me, I'm not going, and this is no, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. But for me, I feel like anything I touch. I'm going after it. Like, I'm finding a way to perfect it. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm, I'm you know. With you. I'm messing with you. No, I get what you're saying. No, that's funny. But I'm just saying, like, that's how I've always felt. Like, I just feel like, you know, like, if I find something really intriguing and I want to learn it, I'm going to go and learn it. Like, photography, I learned photography. I went from from uh, learning how to set up a manual camera taking pictures and stuff my pictures were a couple of my pictures made it to an art show and all that stuff and I was like oh I'm pretty good at this same mm. thing with with um, um videography like 
I did a, um, my husband is a comedian. I did a, a Your husband's a, a comedian? Yeah, he, he does a, yeah, he's, he's a comedian. He started uh, a couple of years ago and he just, he, he, it was his first time a couple of years ago and he found a love it. So he just, you know, he did a couple of shows. He, couple, he did a funny bone a few times and yeah, he loves it. And he, he uh, he acts and stuff. Also, he's in a couple commercials and stuff like that. So yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I did see that him and the kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, my husband or him, him and our son. And then I actually was in it. I'm actually in it also. So I got to tell you about that story. But but yeah, he you know he he was just like don't cut your hair, and I cut my hair, and then he was just like okay, I like it. <laughs> 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 he was just like, yeah, I like it. I was like, see, I was mm. nervous. I was a nervous wreck. I was just, I, but I kept telling him, like, I'm gonna cut my hair. I don't care what you say. At that point, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> love it. Love I don't know it. what it is about men and long hair. I don't understand it. But no, I was no. just like, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I like, I, I like it. So. It's just I'm, like the um the movie with Sanaa Lathan. Like I swear, yeah. us women feel like that. Like we feel prisoners to our hair. We can't get it wet. We can't do Talk this. We can't it. do that. Talk about it. Talk like, about I swear, it. I feel like that because I always kept a flat iron or I had braids in my hair. Those are the only two styles I really did. Like I didn't do anything outside of that. So if my hair is flat iron, I can't get it wet. If my hair is <laughs> yep. braided out there, I can do a little bit of working out and stuff like that. You can't but, do too much. But yeah, yeah like yeah. I just felt prison to prisoner to my own hair because if I did too much working out or trying to get fit and stuff, my hair mess up and then I'll be in a bad mood at that point. So yeah. so yeah. So when I cut it, like when she it was crazy because when I went to the barber shop to get a cut, she was just like, All right, um, my barber, she was just like, All right. I was like, all right, whew, I'm sitting there trying to pump myself up, you know, like if I was in the corner, you know, getting ready, pumped up by my, my uh, trainer, box, my boxer trainer, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I was doing all this jumping around like, whoo, okay, I'm nervous. You know, I never cut my hair this short ever before in my life. So, so when she was just like, all right, you ready? I was like, okay, let me breathe. She was like, zoop. Yeah. <laughs> And that bug went. I was just like, oh dang! I didn't even well, say no hold on. I just, was, right? I was just like, well, I was like, half my hair is gone on one side of my head. So I was like, you might as well just keep going now. So, so yeah. So I was just sitting there. I took a picture of all my little curls in my hair. Like, dang, like this is really happening. So, but yeah, like now I go to the barber shop every two weeks, and I just love the aftershave spray. I swear to you, like I think I'm obsessed with that spray. Like that's my favorite. <laughs> like I swear, I swear. I get that smell no more. I don't know if you saw my picture, but I'm bald, so oh, yeah, I miss that smell. Yeah, I swear. Like if they can make a women's perfume that spray, I would wear it. It's Smells so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody would be saying that. <laughs> I don't care what anybody say. That's that aftershave spray smells amazing. <laughs> so, so every time after I get my hair cut, I'm like, you gonna spray me? You gonna spray me? Yes, yes. That, that's a, I swear. Like you think you'll be me, you know, making sure my hair look nice and stuff like that. I'm like, no. No, she get, need to make sure she sprayed my hand spray. Get that spray. Yes. Do some pre spray. I swear, because I'll be the I'm I'm the type of person, the weird person that smell my husband's hair and my son's hair. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, your hair smells so good. Like, I just love that spray. And I, that's like my favorite time of the, you think it'll be, you know, talking trash about basketball and stuff in barbershop. Nope. Now, you just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting for the spray. Yeah, yeah this is spray. You gonna spray me? Are we gonna go now? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You gonna spray now? Yeah, I'm like, go ahead and spray my head, and I'm good to go. Oh, so, yeah. Man. So let's um before before we because we could talk all night because I yes. it sounds like you got a lot of stories. Um, how the, I, when I know I know your husband's your backbone and he helps you out a lot. He's a funny guy, so when you you have somebody to lean on when when you're going through it, and he can tell you a joke. But mm-hmm. as a mother, um, you know, like you said, with the different um, your reg- your regular job also running the foundation, <laughs> along with a, a, along with um, you know having kids, just mm-hmm. run through that a little bit. You know, give us a one minute breakdown because um, we're running over time. Um, oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. So with my, it's basically just level level settings just figuring out like you can like for my mentorship program within the foundation or it even it's even like that you know like within the organization those are my babies the basketball clinic the uh mentorship program confidently me the basketball clinics and the uh, women's basketball league those are my babies just like my kids and i just love my kids to death so anytime i have a little bit of time i try to do as much as i can so i probably feel like one of those the, the hero moms because they know they can get away with uh, just a little bit more than uh-huh. they can with daddy because it's like I feel guilty at times because it's like I'm not there I'm not home as much as I want to be because I'm working and right after I get off work when the basketball season started in high school during the high school season or high yeah, school yeah, year yeah, yeah. I go straight to basketball practice and then I'm not getting home till 839 and my kids are already in bed and that's like my my schedule Monday through Friday, and then don't let the games get involved at that point. And now you know it's practice Monday through Friday. You got or Monday through Thursday, and you got games Friday and Saturday. And then I have my women's league on Sunday. So it's like and, and on top of church, you know, I mm-hmm. go to church on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. So it's like you're just trying to. I'm trying to squeeze in as much time as I can with my kids. So. Mm-hmm. If it's something they can help you with with the women's league, I try to keep them involved that way, you know, so we're spending a little bit of time. But when during the summer, I have a little more time, and that's when I can spend the most with them. So, yeah, it's it's a crazy world. But, you know, hopefully, one, you know, I'm praying that I can take that leap of faith and, um, you know, step away from my full-time job and do full, the foundation and um, yeah. coaching full-time. And that way, that would alleviate some of that. And I'll have way more time. I'm not saying that I can get away, you know, I'll still have to put in my hours with the foundation for sure. But that's one less thing I have to worry about because Mutual of Omaha takes 40 hours out of my week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, so, and, and, and you're you're in a, a season, man. You're in a season, but you're in a season to where you're move you're moving towards something greater. And yeah, I believe even as you have things build up, yeah, you put more time in, and and but as things get more matured, as things get bigger, as you find more help and reliable help, train some great people um, to work with you, that it won't all be on your shoulders, um, and you'll just be able to be at that overseer level. And at that time, your kids' time, you know, they may become. More even their time may become more demanding that they need you around, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and you'll be prepared to do that. But you're laying the foundation right now. You know, you said it a little earlier, 
uh, that Keys Foundation, Keys Foundation, one key foundation is just laying it, laying the groundwork, you know, and you lay yeah. it, and it and you're now you're just building upon it. And um, I have no doubt that it's going to be successful. Man, we wish you much success. Like Marlon said, we will definitely be coming out there that way I, i'm excited you know get a chance to go to uh omaha yeah. nebraska you know as you were talking come, I, during, <laughs> come during the college world series time that's in june that's when it's litty lit june june <laughs> okay. all right june, june june's the time then june is yeah, the time we june. gotta make it happen then so yeah. and um yeah we're excited for you and just listening to your journey man it, it's it Thank is truly so truly exciting so um I really appreciate it. how can people uh find out more about the league if they want to sign up or other efforts that you have going on with the foundation yes. and partner with you and part, partner, partner with you, with you. yeah stuff, yeah definitely um i revi- i revamped my whole website so i actually did it myself and um there's a volunteer form that will be that's on the website um the the website launches next sunday which is the 15th of september www.thekeysfoundation.com and you will be able to actually apply or put in a form for a volunteer if you want to volunteer for the women's league or basketball camps or mentorship program that i ha- that we have and um things like that of that nature and and there's even like sponsors and and um donors tab where you can you know inquire about those things as well um the the website has a boatload of information if you want to know more about the keys foundation um it even has like my own little testimonial in there as well um so if you want to know more about that you can and um, you can also follow the Facebook page, the Keys Foundation. Uh, Instagram is the Keys Foundation. Um, Twitter is Keys Keys Foundation One. So I keep those. I keep all those social media handles up to date. And um, so yeah. So if you want to know anything, just go ahead and reach out, send an email, and we get back to you really quick. So, cool. so yeah. Cool. Love it. Love it. Well, travelers, we had a great time with you today. Um, we had a great time with Marquise Barnes or Keys. Uh, appreciate her time and just sharing her experience. And we don't want to tell all, all of our travelers that Marla and I are really excited just to be bringing you this content. I'm even more excited just knowing that her new website launches next week on the 15th. Uh, and you guys are hearing this uh, at least one week, almost one week away from that. So mm-hmm. uh, this will be released on uh, Wednesday. And uh, we're excited to uh, share more information with you guys about the Success Journey Show. Go to the successjourneyshow.com. Uh, also, the Success Journey Show and Instagram and other uh, social media uh, platforms. Listen, we're here for you, like we say always, and we want to hear a little bit more from you as to um, people that you want to hear on the show. One thing that Marla and I are going to be doing, we're, we're cooking up some things in the lab right now. Oh, man, oh, man, yeah, oh, man. Are. We are cooking up some yeah, things in the lab right now. So we have some exciting things coming uh, uh, to you guys. We're going to be actually bringing back even some guests that we've had in the past just to hear where they are on their journey uh, in life uh, after a year has has gone past. And listen, we're just excited to keep bringing you this content. So like I said, check us out on our platforms. Uh, Always stay tuned and we'll see you again next week at the same time on a success journey show. All right, everyone. Have a good one. Peace. All right. One love. 
you've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.